This is West Branch coach Jared Tiley, and you are listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. Welcome to the Coach's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stonebreaker. It's been a while since I've recorded a podcast episode. After being out of town and having a COVID scare, things are finally back to normal this week. This week, there's a lot of basketball talk on the podcast. The annual River Valley Conference meet was canceled last Saturday, and area teams are now preparing for this week's sectional meets. I wasn't able to catch up with any of the wrestling coaches this week, and I apologize, but hopefully in future weeks we'll have those guys on. On the program today are Tipton Girls Basketball Coach Matt Bolger, Wilton Girls Basketball Coach Jake Serrata, North Cedar Boys Basketball Coach Robert Helgerson, West Branch Girls Basketball Coach Jared Tylee, Tipton Boys Basketball Coach Brad Buckwalt, Durant Boys Basketball Coach Matt Strabi, some comments I got from West Branch Boys Coach Jason Kern before the Tiger Cast broadcast this week when West Branch came to Tipton. And Nottaway Valley girls coach, Brian Eisbach. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. But Tipton girls basketball coach Matt Bolger. Coach, thank you very much. You know, it's an interesting time of the year. It's a winter, and uh, a winter goddess on Tuesday. Uh, our game with West Branch was postponed, and you know, they're coming off of a, of a stretch where they haven't played a game since January 8th, which is crazy because they're ranked in the top five. How are things going? Well, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, you're taking it day by day. You're just kind of, you know, trying to take one one opponent at a time, I guess, and not take anything for granted just because you never know if you're actually going to play the game, whether it's weather or COVID-related. But, I mean, overall, again, I think we've taken a lot of good strides. We're on a good, good projection here, just kind of looking. We're just figuring things out. It just kind of stinks that we've come so far, and I feel like we're just kind of hitting our stride and the, the games are – getting fewer and fewer here and so we just don't have a lot of time left to kind of show people how well we've we've improved and so uh we're trying to make the most of the time we have left one of the things since christmas break that uh, has been kind of sticking out that's uh an obvious improvement is our defense our defense uh, has not allowed 50 points until uh this past game with cascade and that was um six seven games since christmas break and a lot of those games were under 40 points. And I know you guys made a decision over Christmas to, you know, hey, this is what we can do now. Let's do that. And it's paid off tremendously. Yeah, I agree with you. I think our defense has just grown immensely. Um, as I've said before um, here lately, I think a lot of that has to do with just kind of, one, figuring out our strengths a little bit, but two, player like Allie Nash just really being able to 
guard the opponent's best wing def- wing offensive player I think really allows us some um, some flexibility in how we do things and I think we just got comfortable with our philosophy a little bit and we were able to game plan a little bit more than we were initially initially we just kind of like hey these are our principles I want you to do no matter what even though it didn't always put us in the best position but I think it helped us really cement this is how we want to guard this is how we want to play and then after Christmas break once we felt like we had a good handle on that I think we've been able to kind of up I don't know up the basketball IQ stuff just really hey we want to guard this this way we're going to guard this girl this way um, and it's really let us, yeah, our defenses look pretty sharp lately. And that's why, you know, I was, I don't know that you ever say you're anxious to play West Branch just because of how good they are. But I was, I was definitely very interested to see how, how we would guard them just because we didn't guard them terribly the first time around. Uh, but, but that's the thing. I think we're a lot better defensively now. So I just kind of wanted to see how that would look. Um, and I guess we'll get our wish here in another week or two, but I, I'm really happy with our defense. It's definitely, it, it's it's kind of where I wanted to be right now, which is a great thing because this is a whole new kind of philosophy and buying in for the girls. And so the fact that we're able to be where I want to be right now shows that they've really bought in. It's been a while since we've had you on the podcast for different scheduling uh, things. And, you know, the there's 12 games on our schedule for after Christmas. And, you know, basically, in a way, I kind of broke it down in my head, uh, you know, three four-game stretches. The first four-game stretch uh, from January 1st to January 11th, we were 2-2. Two and two. And those two uh, games that we won were Durant and Calvin Sweetland, both at home. We uh, dropped a game at Wilton and home against State Range Bellevue. And even those two games were very uh, competitive and, you know, we were right there. You know, the Bellevue score got away at the end, but, you know, it got away at the end. It, didn't, it wasn't a continual double-digit deficit the whole night. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that was. I was. I feel like that's when we really started to put things together. It was that stretch right there where um, just some things started to click. Obviously, getting the Durant game was big, just because it was actually our first close game of the year, and just kind of seeing how we would respond. And the girls did a good job there at the end. Um, and then just playing a lot of basketball in a short amount of time. So being able to game plan and put in a scouting report, you know, maybe at a walkthrough even without any practice reps. Um, I, I was just very impressed we were able to do that because I don't know that they weren't accustomed to that. And so I was a little worried how it would go. But, again, it just shows that growth in terms of their basketball IQ and everything. And so that was a good stretch for us. Obviously, we would have loved to get another W or two during that four-game stretch. But uh, it definitely showed – we showed life and we showed signs of improvement and kind of signs of, of what what was to come. You know, the Calum and Sweetland win, we, uh, we won 55-25, our biggest margin of victory this year. And also the third time we had scored over 50 points in a game. And on paper, um, there's a lot of teams in the conference that probably are like, how are they getting 50 points out of this group? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably would have been one of those people too before the year. But, I mean, we've, we've really uh, we've grown a lot in terms of our guards I think going in, everybody knew, you know, Rachel was going to be solid for us and Alex was going to be able to put up points and just kind of help us that way. But it's been kind of the growth of, you know, kind of a, an Allie Nash hit from outside. Haley Stewart had a couple hot games in there. Uh, Brenna Wilkins, Wilkins does some good things for us. Carly Langenberg is probably kind of the, the surprise X factor just because um, she was an unknown kind of quantity coming in. And so she's been able to kind of hit from outside, just become more and more comfortable. Liz Beerman with some putbacks here and there. And so, I mean, 
It's been fun to see because as we talked, you know, at, at Christmas break, we're like, we got to stop people if we're going to win. We got to keep the scores down. But then to have a game or two like that where, where we are able to get over 50, it shows that, you know, if we do get in a spot where we've got to put points up, we are able to do that. And I think that's, it hasn't really just been a, a one-time thing. Like we've had some success here shooting lately that I'm hoping just kind of continues as, you know, I think it's just a comfort level and us just putting more time in and or shooting during practice now that we kind of have some of the other things figured out. We almost had four quarters of double digit or 15 or more points in that game, 16, 15, 9, and 15. And, uh, you know, Rachel had 25, Healy had 10, Alex had 7, um, 8 of 19 three-pointers. And it's been a very long time, Coach, since a Tipton girls team has made eight three-pointers in a single ball game. Yeah, it, it was fun to watch. And I think a lot of things with us is if that first shot goes – it just that confidence spreads throughout everyone, and I uh, I think we hit our first one, and then our second one, and our third one. Like we hit three, maybe three out of our first four threes in the first quarter, and the coaches we just kind of looked at each other like, "All right, this is fun," you know. And we really, I don't know, it, it was just fun to see, and the ball moved, and I think that's the other thing that's happened here. We're not forcing shots. We've really stressed, you know, passing up a good shot to get a great shot for somebody, and then the girls knowing that if they're unselfish. Their teammates are going to be unselfish back to them. And I think that ball movement has really helped some of our girls be able to step up and hit shots at crucial moments. 18 rebounds for Rachel Beerman, 39 as a team, um, 16 assists. I mean, you go all up and down. It's kind of crazy. And, um, you know, you, we put ourselves in a good position. You know, going the next two games, the most recent games we played, we're on the road um, at Mid Prairie, at Cascade. And, you know, I know we're not Hoosiers. I told you this uh, after one of those games, but, you know, we're going to be a tough I, – I just have that feeling, you know, it's like we're going to be a tough team to, to play. And I'm not saying we're going to run the table, but we're, people aren't going to want to play us. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think we've we've kind of started to at least catch the eye of people like, wow, that, that was a lot different score the second time around and just – just the way we're defending, I, I agree. I think it makes people think, man, that's maybe a team we don't want to see. Now, you know, any given night, you never know what's going to happen. But with with the quality of our league, I just feel like if we can somehow get a draw that gives us some different schools that we haven't seen, I think just because of how battle-tested we are, I think that's going to help us immensely just because, as I said earlier in the year, like I think our conference top to bottom is the best 2A, 3A school or conference if not on the east side, on the whole state of Iowa. And so um, I'm I'm excited. Like, it's – it's I know the record is not – you know, it, it's not shiny and, and pretty or anything like that. But, man, the strides that we've made and the fact that the girls and I are still excited to come to practice every day, I think that shows that, you know, they sense something coming on too or that improvement and, and the fact that they're, they're kind of excited. They want to play. So they were very disappointed that the West Branch game got postponed, obviously, because, you know, they wanted to take a shot. So I think that's a – I don't know. I hope I hope that means good things for the postseason here, and we'll find out soon who we draw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that should be out next week, I think. And, you know, it, it is a big uh, uh, change in mentality, you know. And, you know, kids can see what their records are. You know, you always have that cliche. It's like you are what your record says you are. But, you know, I think this time's an exception, you know. And we went down to – Mid Prairie, they got us by a lot here in Tipton, and we closed that gap tremendously. I mean, we lost by five, and you know we had some shots to get closer in the end, and we we weren't able to do that. But you know, Mid Prairie coach probably has the best uh, 
forward court, I think, uh, maybe outside of Bellevue, I guess, but, um, you know, Maddie Noonanman and uh, Phelan Hosteller are tough to handle. Yeah, yeah, I, I've told our assistants and I've told other people, I said, I think we match up, we don't match up well with Mid-Prairie just because they're kind of good where, and they have the size where we lack it a little bit and they do some things that just make it tough on us. And so um, that showed the first time around, obviously, because they got after us early and we just, we had no answer for it. But second time around, I think we came out very focused on what we needed to do. Um, I thought we did a better job guarding those two. Now, Hosteller had some big baskets for them at some crucial times, just some putbacks and things like that. But, um, yeah, I thought 28 of those 32 minutes were really good from us. It's just those that four-minute stretch where they kind of pulled away a little bit, and, and that was the game. But, I mean, it, it was definitely a very, very vast improvement from the first time we saw them. Defensively, uh, you know, a good example of this is perimeter shooting for both. We were we made we were six and nineteen from the three point line. We held them to one of twelve. You know, when when they came over here, uh, Maya Luger kind of got away from us a few times. I want to say she finished with twenty two or twenty four points or something. Yeah, she had six, and uh, more importantly, one of four from the three point line. She gonna she hit quite a few when she was playing here earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean, she had a. A great game. Uh, I think it was 24, about four or five threes. And uh, that was just one of those nights where it was just, they blitzed us early and we just kind of, looking back at the stats, I kind of had to be reminded, yeah, she did have a really good game. And so we really challenged Nash to kind of guard her. I thought we made her super uncomfortable. The one she hit, we were in the zone and we just got hung up a little bit and got caught on a, got pinned in on a screen and uh, she made us pay, which was a super big shot. But I mean, overall, I mean, we've been able to really kind of, Mark, more or less, an offensive player on the outside for the other team. And really, so Nash does a great job just guarding her one-on-one, but then we have some good help from our other wings. And so we make life difficult for a top score and we try to make somebody else beat us. And and I think they've really bought into that and it's worked out well. We did out-rebound mid-prairie 34-26. And, you know, Rachel had a double-double again, 11 points, 12 rebounds. Allison Nash had six points and eight Excuse me, eight points, six rebounds. Carly Langenberg had, had Carly Langenberg. I sorry to apologize there. Um, had eight points as well. That eleven to four second quarter run kind of got us, uh, uh, gave us a boost, uh, gave us a lead going into halftime. Fourteen to twelve. They uh, had a little distance in the third quarter, and that was just enough. It looked like you know. Yeah, yeah it was just a little bit at the end of the third and into the beginning of the fourth where it was. We got in a little bit of foul trouble. Rachel and Alex were on the bench for a little bit, and I was I was trying to keep them there. If we could play even, I was trying to keep them there just so we could keep them with three fouls going to the fourth quarter just because I like to be able to have that, I don't know, little cushion there. Um, and they just went up about four towards the end of the quarter and just, just kind of got a little bit outside of our, I don't know, got away from us just a little bit, and that was, that was the extent of it. But, man, I mean, the girls competed. I was super proud of them. Uh, just... You know, we just talked. It just takes a little bit more, a little bit less, less breakdowns, less kind of droughts, and we're going to be right there with anybody. It takes us to our last game. We uh, traveled to Cascade last Friday. Um, the Cougars entered the Class 2A rankings, uh, I believe, two weeks ago now, number 15. Um, they're 13-4 and four overall now after our game, but, I mean, still a, a kind of a gaudy record. You know, they're fighting for uh, – they're two games behind Bellevue, which uh, 
probably not going to catch him because they've already played twice already, uh, if I remember right. Um, but, you know, 13-1 Bellevue in conference, 12-3 and in Ca- Cascade, and, you know, those two are the cream of the crop on the on the north as of now. You know, I guess Monticello's pretty good too, but, I mean, there's just – those two teams uh, kind of separated themselves. Yeah, and I think, if I remember right, both – they played, like, not back-to-back, but very close just because of the way the schedule landed, and I feel like both games were either two- or three-point Bellevue wins, so very comparable teams, very close. Um, you know, going out there to play, it's a beautiful gym, but it's not an easy place to play just because it's a different gym, just how big it is. It's a little bit of a pit. Um, we kind of came out – we guarded well again, which was super important. Like we, they had two guards that we really, really wanted to try to minimize um, their open looks, and I thought we did a great job of that. Um, but they run, they run a two-three, and they've run that price since they were, you know, five, six, seven years old. Uh, Coach Gonson gets them just trained at what to do and everything, and they run it really well. And we got some great looks early that we rushed just a little bit. Uh, didn't hit them and so we just got ourselves we dug ourselves a little bit of a hole early and then we started to make shots um but we kind of just we weren't able to really get close enough i don't think to really put a ton of pressure on them no we were there and then kind of at the end of the third quarter we just kind of i don't know i felt like we hit a wall and so we kind of went mass subs just to try to wake wake some girls up and then at the end of the game i think we went on about a 15 to 2 run to finish it so just again it's that full 32 minutes type thing um and it, again, it's not an effort thing necessarily. It's just a execution thing. It's a being focused and locked in thing. And again, it's a new thing for them, and, and they're not used to, I don't think, being pushed that hard for 32 minutes. But we're getting close. Like I think we're on the cusp of it, and I'm excited to hopefully get a chance to play a full 32 minutes here before the, the end of the year. You know, Rachel Beerman led us with 14. Allison Nash had uh, nine. Cascade had four players reach double figures. Coach, uh, however, not the four you well. Not how, I mean, four that you probably think, but not how they normally would get there, you know. Um, you talk about the taking a wing player away. Alyssa Lux was in our crosshairs. She had 24 points and a 54-51 to 51 victory against, I, I think West Branch might have been ranked number one at that time. Yep. And she yep. was an athlete of the week on TV and all that stuff. We, we had her scoreless in the first half. And all ten points came in the third. And, uh, you know, it just is one of those one of those belief meter things, you know, it's like, um, yeah, we lost, but at some point, you know, we, if we can face somebody that we haven't or, you know, getting to West Branch, West Liberty, it's like we've we've held good scores down and uh, that confidence meter just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I think – I don't really know where it happened. Maybe it was a Wilton. The Wilton game is where I really remember us really starting to guard, like really getting after. And that was also the first game we really had a like a definitive scouting report for the most part, just this is how we want to guard this girl, this is what we want to do here. And so I think the fact that that kind of worked, like you said, that belief meter just kept going up and up and up. And as we've started to kind of enhance how we've guarded girls or just our, our game plan going in i think they've really bought into that and like yeah this this will work and they understand the, the rationale behind it and so um again a lot of that guard stuff starts with nash on the outside just being quick enough and athletic enough uh to be able to keep girls in front of them and contest shots um and so that that lux girl i mean yeah zero in the first half had a few of those 10 points against our subs and a few in transition so she really she really didn't get an open look all night, and I thought that was really impressive by our girls. Just, 
because she was gunning, especially that second half, because she's not used to having a zero. And so she really got after it, and we stayed right with her. And so it, it's fun to see us guard. It's really fun. I'm hoping we just, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm sad we're running out of time, like I said earlier, because I feel like we're just really starting to get it, and it thinks that we're near the end of it. But at least we still have a little bit more time to kind of let it play out. That has to be kind of uh, kind of neat too. I mean, this, this is—I mean, you've run this system, and you go from one conference school to another conference school. You, I mean, you don't know for sure, for sure, if it's going to take. And you know, when it does, it's like um, that kind of kind of probably gives you yeah, the coaching staff a little bit of a boost. It's like, hey, yeah, this this is what we should be doing, and you know, having that identity in future years can. I mean, it's fun to play defense. It's fun to fun right. to steal. It's fun to get in people's heads. I mean, I don't want to sound like a, a, a creepo or something, but you know, it's, it's fun to uh, make people react to what you're doing instead of the other way around. Yeah, I, and I think it took a little bit there, and part of that was on me, just because I was trying to get we were trying to get both sides of the ball proficient, I guess, and you know, at some point, it just became like, hey. We're, we're trying to drink out of a fire hose right now, just so much going in and, and trying for them to figure it out. So, like like we said, we really focus on that defensive part of it, them figuring out just how we wanted to do things. And I think that focus on practice and everything let them know the importance of it, let them know that, hey, this is how we can stay with teams and compete with teams. And the fact that we were able to do that then relatively soon after that um, – you know, I think that led to the buying and everything. But yeah, I think I think we finally found our identity. We were kind of going in and out and up and down and all over the place that first half of the year. But we've definitely settled on that defensive mindset and stopping teams and being able to hopefully, you know, pass the ball and spread it around and, and try to score that way. And so I, I feel very confident, very comfortable with our identity that we've settled on. And I'm hoping this isn't just a flash to the pain one year thing. I want that's kind of how I like my teams to play. So I'm hoping we can keep it going. Next two games are on the road, uh, potentially a third road game out there, potentially with Northeast. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But, you know, we go to state-ranked West Liberty Friday. We go to Durant a week from today on Tuesday the 2nd. Um, maybe the groundhog will be good to us on that day. But, you know, we have to get get, get done with West Liberty first. And we played them really well the first time, uh, a 10-point ball game at halftime, 27-17. And uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, uh, how, how things go this time. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, not just my mentality about it, but the girls, too, is not just a – it's not a, oh, man, here it comes, you know, a state ring team or whatever. One, we're used to it because I feel like every week we're seeing somebody. But, two, it's, all right, let's see how far we've come. Let's see, you know, let's see how we how we can hold this girl or how, what we can hold her to. And I like that game. I like that approach because I feel like the girls have bought, on, bought into it and we're really – we're not dreading games. We're not worried about games. We're excited to play them and kind of see where we're at. And so, yeah, West Liberty's really good. There's a chance. I hope not, but there's a chance we could draw them early on, obviously, you know, when the parents come out. But um, we were there for the first half, more or less. And I was, I was not – I thought we were a little – we are just a little flat. I thought that first half, we had trouble playing home games for whatever reason, those first couple, like we were just really flat and everything. And so I thought we were just kind of like ho-hum a little bit effort-wise and execution-wise. And so I'm hoping, you know, we've kind of gotten that out of our system. And, and maybe, you know, again, if we can go into halftime right there with a state-ranked team, I mean, again, I think that's just another confidence booster for this squad. And it's, it's I don't know, it's almost becoming almost an expectation where, hey, we can play with anybody, so we just need to show up.
Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this week. We'll uh, catch up next week, you know, weather permitting and <laughs> with uh, right. uh, stuff. I uh, hope we will get some of these games in to talk about next week. Good luck. Go get them. Thanks, Ryan. Coach Car Podcast. We're catching up with Wilton Girls basketball coach Jake Serrata. Coach, welcome on. Thank you. It's been a while since we've talked. Let's get our listeners caught up here. You guys uh, came out of Christmas break, um, extending your. Uh, you guys in Amosa right before Christmas break. You won your first two after Christmas break and had a three-game win streak going. And uh, things look pretty good there. You guys uh, got two River Valley Conference South Division wins, and um, you'll take those any day of the week. Yeah, it was, you know, come out of Christmas break, we went and, uh, to Mid-Prairie and got a victory. And then uh, after that, we picked up a victory, a hard-fought victory against Tipton. Um so we got uh, you know, got the win streak to five, and um, the girls are playing good basketball at that point. You guys had a, um, an interesting schedule. You guys had some time off. You've had some teams um, have COVID, and you guys have had to adjust your schedule. You guys have not played for – I mean, you guys didn't play for a stretch of um, – Nine days uh, in between uh, a loss to state rank West Liberty and then Northeast East Lake. You guys got two games last week and uh, ended with Bellevue, who's also state ranked uh, number six, five or six or something. Um, so you know things things are what they are, but you know you guys scored over fifty points in two of those games, and you know two of those were really close games as well. Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> anyway, we played West Liberty on a Tuesday. Um, uh, they they you know jumped on us early. We got down in the first half by quite a bit. We challenged the girls at halftime to you know to play their best in the second half to come out and you know not pulled up the shop and, and go play hard and good basketball. And you know, they went out and competed the second half, won the second half, played good basketball, and <clears throat> started believing themselves that they can play with that caliber of team. And it was just, you know, too little, too late. But uh, they, they gave a good effort that second half. was proud of how they competed and stayed in the game after their rough first half. And then uh, then we had the nine days off. It was like winter break all over again. Um with uh, Regina being quarantined, uh, so we lost that game. Uh, didn't get to play at that point in time. So, you know, nine days off at this point in the season. Obviously, games are, are better than all the practices right now. You're hoping to get them in. You're not knowing what's going to happen. But uh, so we had the nine days off, and we came out and we were a little, a little rusty against Goose Lake to start the first half. Uh, offensively, we, we ended up scoring a lot of points. We played good basketball uh, once we got going a little bit, um, but we kind of faltered there in the first quarter and, and uh, didn't play our best at that point. And that was kind of a back-and-forth game after that. Uh, they came out on top by five. Um, when we, <clears throat> we had chances to be in, chances to win, 
uh, just couldn't get some shots to fall. They, you know, they played a good game. They were hot the whole night, uh, hit shots from all over the place. And just one of those days, you know, things went well for them. They didn't go particularly well for us. As we sit here today, uh, Tuesday, January 26th, we should be uh, talking, I'm not talking, but watching basketball. Yeah, it's a snow day, and your game against Durant was postponed. Um, you guys will make that up here soon, as uh, tomorrow, if I remember right. So, you know, you guys have uh, seen some of these teams, uh, and you're kind of gearing up for that final stretch of going through the South one more time. Yeah, um, you know, we, after after the Goose Lake game, we, we played on Friday, so we went nine days without playing, then we played back-to-back days, um, uh, played a very good Bellevue team, um, had the lead a little bit in the fourth quarter, um, so it was a back-and-forth game with them. I thought our girls really stepped up after uh, playing Goose Lake on Thursday. I thought they came out and played really good basketball against a very good basketball team in Bellevue and gave themselves a ample chance to win the game. Um, Kelsey Drake and Ella Caffrey have very nice games for us. Um, Ella's really stepped up here the last several games, both offensively and defensively with a lot of rebounds, uh, contributing on the offensive end as well. I think she's one of the top in the state in block shots right now. And, uh, she's also up there in rebounds to go along with Kelsey. And obviously Kelsey's up there in points in 2A as well as leading the conference. So those two are doing a great job. And then we're getting some others to contribute as well. So, um, <clears throat> So far, I mean, they've been, they've been playing well. I mean, leaps and bounds of where we were last year at this time. And then, like you said, we were supposed to play Durant today. And we have them made up for tomorrow on Wednesday. So that's always a that's always a tough game. Obviously, when you play Durant, throw the records out the window because it's just, it's just a, a game that it's always close no matter what. It's going to be interesting down the stretch here, too. You know, we're also in an interesting weather pattern. Uh, you guys are supposed to play uh, – back-to-back nights later this week against basketball teams, weather permitting, of course. But, you know, you always have that during the winter anyway. But, you know, when you add on uh, different things, how are the girls holding up uh, in a not-so-normal type of schedule? You know, you, you have practice, you, you think you have a game, and then all of a sudden, no, there's no school. I mean, are they hanging tough there, too? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, difficult sometimes, you know, like yesterday we couldn't practice getting out early, and then today we practice later in the day um, to get ready for tomorrow's game, and then we have practice Thursday, then we're supposed to play Friday, Saturday, but it's like a lot of snow also Friday night into Saturday, so I don't, who knows what's going to happen there, so I mean, at this point in time, you know, we're thankful for the games we've got to play, and you know we're hoping that you get a few more in here before the postseason. But you know you got to be, you got to take what you can get. That's why I tell them is, you know, every opportunity you get to play is is a blessing, and go out and, and to take advantage of that because there's a lot of places that aren't getting to play. And uh, so you know, just bring what you have every day to practice and what you can do every game, and just give it your all because you never know when you could be shut down. What have been some of the keys here to, as you look ahead? You know, you have uh, – it's almost like a descending schedule in a way. But then it takes a – I mean, really, I'm going to have to – I'm sorry, Jake. I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> I, I, was, I thought I knew what I was talking about, and then I kept looking. And I was like, oh, Regina West Liberty. So, no, that doesn't – we'll start over here. 
So you guys have um, some road games, too. A lot of these games down the stretch are road. Three of the last four are at home, though. Um, so you guys can kind of uh, have some home cooking, maybe, and uh, be in that comfortableness, and maybe things will be kind of work itself out by then and uh, see what happens. Yeah, we, we obviously have a tough stretch here with, you know, we played – uh, number five Bellevue, then we got uh, number two West Branch, then we got number fifteen Cascade. So you know, obviously a tough stretch of games, and you're gonna have to throw in a West Liberty in there in these last two weeks. So you, know, you got four ranked games in the last two weeks of the season. Um, obviously, and there's no gimmies in this conference anyway. So I mean, every night is <clears throat> is a battle for these girls. You know, hopefully they'll continue to show up and, and you know play good basketball. You know, that's what we're striving for right now, knowing that you know as you head into the postseason, you want to be playing good basketball. And, and you know, not necessarily every time you're going to win your games, but if you can be playing play competitively against against the good teams in your conference, you know, that gives you a, you know, hope for the postseason to make a postseason run. And that's what we're pushing towards right now is, is to be you know playing good basketball as we hit the postseason, because obviously a conference title is, is not in our cards for this year so we're just you know hoping to go out and, and play compete uh, and be ready when the postseason comes so that you know no matter which direction you go you've been challenged every night in this conference with good teams and hopefully you know you can take that with you and, and advance into the tournament and, and see what happens coach look forward to catching up with you about some of these games next week thanks for coming on the podcast good luck go get them all right thank you Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with North Cedar Boys basketball coach Robert Helgerson. Coach, welcome on. Thanks for having me. It's been a while since we've talked. You guys have had some games under your belts. Uh, Lisbon, Bellevue, Northeast, Monticello, West Liberty. How are things going? Uh, well, um, again, we're, we're missing our, our best post. Gage Washer came down with a bum ankle. Um, that it was uh, a small break, but you know he should be back, I think, in the next week or two, um, for sure. Uh, but we've kind of faced some struggles. You know, Lisbon, Lisbon is a big physical team. Um, and Cole Becker is going to be the real deal here in the next year. That, that squad that they have this year is going to be a contender, I think, next year in the Tri-Rivers. Um, if they keep working on um, little things, if, um, they can get some key players to step up and uh, be a little more effective for them. Um, but we lost that one. Then uh, we go to... Uh, Bellevue the next night without Gage Walshire, and uh, we end up getting, I think, get smashed by 27. Um, they just had out a ridiculous rebounding advantage, like 45 24 on us. And um, you could tell that we really, we kind of really missed the cohesion that uh, Gage brings to our team on the court. Uh, so we got a little break. We got a little test with uh, uh, Northeast the following game, and uh, you know, honestly, I thought we played as best offensively as we've played all year. Um, we went 10 for 20 from three. Uh, you know, made about 50% of our shots. It, it just happened to be that Cade uh, Hughes decided he was going to go off that night and went 8 for 12 for three himself. And it really kind of put a, put a uh, hitch in our giddy up there a little bit. And uh, uh, they pulled away with about a 15-point victory on us. Uh, they, they played tough. They, they have that 
stellar two three. They had just some scrappy players that really know how to play too. Um, so I didn't know exactly how we should look going into Monticello. Um, I was anticipating that press and, you know, just having a little better understanding of what they're trying to do and how we can do it. Um, we were a little better able to handle that press and limit our turnovers. Uh, and we, I felt like we kind of, you know, without gauge, kind of turned the corner a little bit. At halftime, it was a six-point game against Monticello, nine-point game at the end of the third. Um, and, you know, we, we went back and looked at film and just said, look at the opportunities we're missing here. You know, we make two or three of these buckets. You know, it's a, it's a two, three-point game going to the fourth. Um, and we kind of we kind of stuck with one lineup after the second half started for most of the third. Uh, and in the fourth, we kind of ran out of some gas and uh, um, kind of had to start gambling defensively because, you know, with a, with a 10-point lead, Monticello's 10-point lead kind of feels like 30 at times just because they're so patient with the ball and they, they're very disciplined in what they want to do with it and they'll wait, be patient, look for their perfect opening. Uh, uh, and then finally, I think we hit West Branch um, kind of at the right time. They were they were coming off of quarantine. Uh, they were missing their, their best player, Wolf, that night. Um, and I think they were down to about seven guys. They, they had a rotation of about six guys they went through. I think they were just struggling for numbers, and we kind of got them on, a, on an off night. Um, they still competed. They actually outscored us in the, in the second quarter and uh, played really well, gave our guys a nice little test in that first half and kind of made our guys kind of wake up and really go off and play. And, uh, we had some good minutes in the second half from some guys that don't see extended time. Uh, and, you know, we're hoping to take this momentum going forward into this weekend uh, versus Cascade. You guys had three double-digit scores against West Liberty. Kale Unruh at 19, Tayden Lang with 16, and Devontae Christ with 13. Um, Nate Meyer with 7, Tyler Jackson with 3, Jackson Sander with 4, Joe Connor with 2, and, you know, JT Cass, Jacob Sander got in there too. And, you know, 42% from the field, that's a good um, – I think that probably came at a good time. You know, I mean – Kids can read scoreboards, and, you know, sometimes losses can wear on kids, and I don't know if that's the case with you guys, but, you know, getting a win that you should um, is a quick healer on some things. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, you said 42%. Feels good. It is. It's one of our better better percentages out there. It's one of our best outputage. Uh, it's our best outputage this year for points. Um, you know, and, again, we just went back and we kind of talked about films, and, guys, you know, Look at the opportunities we're getting here. We probably could have stretched that, that point total up to 80 if we make some of these open layups, these, these contested layups, these open threes that we're getting. Um, and I go, well, we have the capability. We just make sure we are consistent offensively enough to make these buckets, and we're going to be a real dangerous team if we can consistently do that. And uh, um, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of see, I, you know, it's that, that coach's attitude at the end of the year. You kind of see how far your team comes up the year. Um, our, our guys are starting, starting to play some of their best basketball um, and kind of get into the flow of things a little bit. Tate Lang has come on big for us lately, um, scoring double digits in, I think, three of the last four. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you can Kale kind of getting his head back under him a little bit, starting to put up a couple good big numbers. I think he had two um, – 19 and then a 16 point night back back um, and so yeah we're, we're getting some good time from guys and you know it's just a matter of keep working at practice and taking some taking those game shots and being shooting with confidence 
and you're going to make that shot in the game. You guys have entering the final stages of the regular season here, and you know the schedule gets interesting here. Um, you're talking earlier about four games in five days. I think five calendar days. I think Sunday's only day you guys don't play the rest of. Uh, by the time we talk again, <laughs> so um, yeah, and maybe they'll make you play. I don't know, <laughs> but you know you guys. Oh, yeah, right. You guys are on the road. Uh, Cascade, West Branch, Cal Wheat. Um, I don't remember who you guys have. Is that? Oh, then Animos, I'm sorry. You return Animos. home uh, next yep. week with Animos, I think, on Tuesday for senior night. So, goodness, we blinked in senior nights here. Right, exactly. I mean, it's it's going to be a little whirlwind this weekend and going into next week and trying to, you know, keep our bodies fresh and, you know, you know playing with intensity in four straight days uh, or, you know, four and five days. And it's going to be one of those tests that, you know, kind of come to us at the end of the season. We get a nice little break after the Anamosa game. We get a we get a game against Bellevue on that on the sixth that Friday, and then we get a uh, oh no, I'm sorry, we get a we get that rest of that week off. And then Saturday we play Mansion a makeup game, and then we go uh, Bellevue comes to town that following Tuesday. So we get a little bit of a break after that Tuesday three day kind of just kind of catch our breath prepare for Comanche. So, yeah, it's going to be a test. And these are, you know, starting back with the Northeast and Monticello game. This is the second time through the North Division. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I can kind of see where you might be excited to see, you know, okay, can we close those gaps? Can we uh, continue successes where we had success? And some of those things, is that kind of what you're you're getting at? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, without we, we missed Gage. Uh, the first time against Animosa um, because he was in quarantine. And, um, you know, getting Animosa a second time this time at home, I, I think that's a game that if we compete, we we change our offense a little bit against man to be a little more free-flowing, um, and it allows us to be a little more aggressive and a little more, um, you know, just kind of a, you know, our kids, some of our kids have trouble with just, knowing where to be at what time and timing, this allows them to kind of just go out and play basketball and not have to think and have a little fun while doing it, um, while still being effective on the offensive end. And so, um, you know, Animos coming back, Bellevue coming back. I, I think our guys want to go out and prove that they're not, you know, just pushovers and it, it's only going to prep us for a um, good district play coming up and we've got our district seating that we played a real tough district with Easton Valley and um, we got oh, uh, we got the Prince Peace in there uh, Cal Wheat's in there again too so Cal Wheat's going to be a district tune-up for us uh, on that Monday so it's going to be kind of interesting to see kind of where we land and how we fall and I don't know district stuff uh, you know that Cal Wheat game I believe would fall within the before the the district meeting right um no actually our district meetings are this Saturday, and uh, so we would, yeah, we would actually be um, playing them after district seating. So, you know, they, they might get seated ahead of us. We, you know, surprise them and get a win. Uh, and they're going to be a real tough team. They're very physical. They're they're post-90, and their point guard, Buckmeyer, are, are as good as advertised. So by this time next week, we might know who you guys are playing in the postseason. Is that what you're saying? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we got uh, Morning Morning Star Academy. Ah, gosh, I can't think of them. I had Midland in our, in our group there. Um, 
Prince of Peace, I said Cal Wheat, Easton Valley, and then um, Wapalo is the other one in there. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this afternoon. Look forward to talking. We'll have a lot to talk about next week, actually, so that'll be fun. So good luck. Go get them. All right. Thank you. Podcast. We're catching up with West Branch girls basketball coach Jared Tylee. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks again for having me. It's been a while. We have been uh, talking throughout the season, and lo and behold, look where we're at now. End of end of January, almost. You know, and uh, we're talking about uh, fewer than what three weeks left of the season, and then postseason starts up. And I don't know where the season went, coach. Yeah, it, I feel like the month of January has come and gone like that. Yeah, it's it's moving pretty quickly, and so uh, we've got a lot ahead and a little bit of time. You guys are nine and one, and still ranked. I mean, I shouldn't say still. I mean, you guys have been ranked all year um, in the two A poll. How are things going? Things are going all right. Um, you know, we've had so we've we've been off here lately, um, so. Uh, things kind of obviously slowed down, came to a halt there for a few weeks. So we're just excited to get back out on the basketball floor. You guys won your sixth game in a row. Um, haven't lost since Christmas break. You guys got a good win against Mid-Prairie and a score that I think probably got some notice around the conference. You know, Mid-Prairie's had a pretty decent season. They have, uh, um, I don't know, it might be fair to say they're, might be the tallest team, maybe West Liberty. I mean, you guys have some height too, but, you know, they're starting five. They have the Newman and uh, Hostetler gal, and you guys um, took them 66-29. Yeah, I, th- I, thought, uh, I thought we did a, a really good job um, in all facets, actually, that game. And, and yeah, they're, they have some talented players, and um, I was even caught off guard a little bit. After the, you know, in that game, uh, I told our kids that that I wasn't expecting that. Um, but yeah, we we played really well offensively, played really well defensively, and and just executed in all areas of, of our of our game that night. And uh, um, yeah, it was exciting to see. You know what makes them interesting to me, and um, it's kind of you know I have a different perspective than you. Obviously, neither of us shoot the baskets on game night. But, you know, Nuneman has a um, – uh, she's mobile, let's say. You know, you have Hostetler, who's more of a traditional post. They're both about six foot, give or take. And, uh, um, you know, they have an inside-outside. You know, they have they have Luger back. Um, she's had some big games uh, this year. And, you know, it was a nice win coming off of West Liberty three days earlier. Yeah, it was a good week for us. Um, um you know, with the West Liberty game, we had our moments where we struggled. <clears throat> we still needed to take better care of the basketball after those two games, but uh, um, overall, it was it was a good week for us. We played a, a ranked West Liberty team and went went to their place and and got a win, and then K 
came back home on Friday night and played played a good all around game and and so yeah I, I I wish we could have continued to keep things moving after that week because um, it just went pretty well for us. Kind of the unofficial halfway point in a way, you know, as far as the conference schedule goes. The next games uh, uh, that you have coming up here uh, will be the second time through the conference, uh, South Division, I should say. Um, you know, you have North Cedar left, but everything else will be a division game. I'm sorry, you still have Regina. I'm sorry, you haven't played Regina yet, but um, essentially you are through the first time. So what sort of things do you learn about the South and what sort of things do you think uh, coming up here second time around, minus Regina, of course, um, what's your thoughts? You know, I, I think as far as the South goes, um, I feel like pretty much from the top to bottom, every team has improved, um, especially off of last season. And, and I feel like every team, you know, has some some quality players. Each team has has some quality players that uh, you really have to prep for and and be ready for. And and I don't care what scores say or anything like that. Um, you know, we have Regina tomorrow night, and and they're going to be uh, they're they're going to be a tough out. And then we turn around and play Wilton the next night, who um, had us down at halftime the last time we played them. So um, I just feel like everybody's well rounded and and from top to bottom and. And we have to be well prepared for everybody that we we play. You guys have a two game lead over the Regals um, in the loss column. Um, they're three behind in the win column, and you know you probably don't have to say much to the kids. Get ready for Regina. I'm guessing. No, it's a, it's a game they 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 look forward to and they enjoy, and um, we like playing Regina. We have respect for their program, and I I think Mary does a great job, and I have a lot of respect for her and in her short time um, here in the conference as a head coach. And and uh, so, yeah, it, we we had a good practice tonight, and, and hopefully it carries over into our game tomorrow night. You know, Andy Gann, it seems like she's been there forever, Coach. You know, she's a senior this year, 15.2 a game. You know, Abby Clark's had uh, – I don't remember if it was Abby or Allie, one of those two. It might, I think it was Abby went off, uh, had a 20-point game early in the season, give or take. Um, you know, she's a senior, seven points a game. And, you know, what are they, what are they going to do or what, what do they like to do? What are you thinking the Regals are going to bring to the table tomorrow? They're, they're very fluid on offense. They, they'll set a lot of back screens and, and they, they run their offense really well. And, uh, yeah, the Gann girl is, is very athletic. And even the guardy girl, the, the guard, um, she's very quick. She can shoot it. Um, so yeah, they present some issues for us, and and uh, we're going to play really well defensively in the half court. That's where I think Regina's really good. They're really good at executing their offense and doing what they want to do. And so we're going to have to really come ready to guard. They're coming off a pretty uh, one-sided loss to Solon. Uh, you know, Grant Solon's ranked in uh, uh, the class above us, but you know that's their most recent game out. They kind of are in the same boat. They have a lot of games in a short amount of time too, and. You know, they, they they haven't necessarily played everybody. Um, granted, with you guys, it kind of ends both of your first times in a way through. And uh, it's just interesting, you know, how you can always find you guys and Regina up there near the top of the division year in and year out. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, you know, back when I started coaching for the first time in many years, 
they ruled the conference. I think they won it, I don't know, seven years in a row, or maybe even more, I don't know. But, um, yeah, they're kind of the staple, at least in the South, of, of steadiness and, and consistency. And and they're always going to continue to be there. They have good athletes. And, and so, yeah, anytime you play Regina, you know they're going to be well coached and, and they're going to have um, good basketball players and, and you're going to have to be prepared. As you go through these last two, excuse me, this last trip through the South, what sort of things are you expecting on your team? What's some of the keys? Obviously, wins is uh, collecting wins is <laughs> top of the list, I'm sure. But you know, um, you know, Delaney missed some time, and you know, you you uh, want her to kind of gear up in the post. You know, your shooting outside's been stellar. Um, you know the. Um, is it maybe getting four quarters out of uh, some of these gals and kind of gearing up for a postseason run? Or, um, I mean, I on paper, you know, you look at your team. I, I am not seeing a bunch of stuff, but you know, I'm sure uh, there are things out there that uh, you want to see coming down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, I think we just want to, um, you know, be consistent with with certain areas of our of our game and. Um, Team-wise, you know, defense is where it always starts for us. So we want to be good in the half court, five on five, and and but other areas, you know, we want to we want to be a really good rebounding team. Um, so we put an emphasis on that and uh, um, taking care of the basketball. Those are probably the two things on my wish list that uh, hopefully we can control and and steadily improve these last few games or last stretch of games, I guess. Um, Heading into the postseason, because we really, um, we really want to defend, and, and we got to be able to rebound when we're outsized, and and we got to take care of the basketball and make good decisions. So, if I if I had to pick a few things, that's probably uh, the top of my list. Before I let you go, you know, uh, next week I believe brackets come out, give or take, or they should be at some point soon, I would think. So, you know, you guys are uh, firmly kind of that top eight. You know, Bellevue's kind of snuck up there. They're I think six maybe, and uh, you know Cascade they're in the in the two A poll, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, and then West Liberty's in three A, and uh, I don't know. There's there the power looks to be on the eastern side too a little bit. You know with Mac Valley and North Lynn. I think Jessup's in there too if I remember right. Um, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but you know it's 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 interesting and uh, it's almost <laughs> in a way it's kind of like a gift and a Christmas or a birthday sort of waiting to happen. You're coming up pretty soon. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out um, with all that stuff. And and as you know, um, I, I try not to look too far ahead, but yeah, we're anxious to see. You always want to know where you're going to be going and who you're going to be possibly facing in the postseason uh but uh before those come out we got to take care of business these next three days since we have three straight days of games and and make sure that we position ourselves well and, and uh you know keep ourselves in a spot in a good spot for when the, for when those postseason brackets come out coach we'll have a lot to talk about next week and in the next week after that look forward to it good luck go again uh, all right thanks ryan go bears this is Nottaway Valley girls basketball coach Brian Eisbach. Thank you for being awesome fans. We miss seeing you all on game night. This pandemic will end, but your fandom will not. You can follow us on Facebook at Nottaway Valley Girls Basketball and on Twitter and Instagram at NB Girls Hoops. Thanks again, and go Wolverines.
Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Tipton Boys basketball coach Brad Buckwald. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Good morning, Ryan. It's been a while since we've talked. We have several games to look at here, um, several wins to look at, and we're uh, crazy, Coach. I mean, you're looking up in February's like a couple of days from now. Man, it's knocking on the door already. I mean, February's next week. We're, we're winding this thing down. It just seems like we we just did the podcast asking how Christmas break went, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Man, that's, a, that's a fun of January, high school basketball. It, it goes quick. We got off to a, a slow start, but not a rough start after Christmas. A uh, couple close game losses to some what I would call regional rivalries. Uh, Durant and Wilton were games that we dropped uh, 10 points or less. And, you know, we're going to get another shot at them here coming up next week. Yeah. Um, you know, coming out of break, you know, it wasn't the start that we were necessarily looking for, but it kind of helped us set the tone. And, you know, we had – we wrapped a, a two-game losing streak going into break and, and then coming out of break there with those close losses to Durant and Wilton. And so it kind of helped get the guys, you know, kind of focused in a little bit again and, and really drive in the direction that we've gone here over the last couple of weeks. We stopped that uh, small losing streak with a two-game win streak uh, at excuse me at home. Bellevue and uh, Calamus Wheatland. We scored 50 points in both games, and they're close games. And you know we're gonna we've had more close games than not. And you know I, I want to think that some of the experience in close games helped us get through those two. Uh, definitely, you know, and with those the games the week before, or, you know, uh, Wilton Durant, you know, they kind of helped really get the guys, you know, in the right mindset, you know, especially going down the stretch when when both Bellevue and, and Calwee were kind of making a run at trying to get over the hump and, and nip us a little bit. Um, our guys banded together real well in both those games and, and were able to pull out wins. Caden Rizek and Bob Ryan led us against Bellevue, 13 points and 11. Cole Searing had nine. And we talked for the uh, Tiger cast about Cole Searing. You know, he, he's been shooting lights out since after Christmas. He's really been on fire. He's, he's, he's seen a big basket, and, you know, he's having the, the January, you know, that you'd want your senior shooter to have. Calhoun coach is kind of a, you know, they, they're just solid. You know, every year, I mean, you know, they play uh, – they seem to have somebody, <laughs> you know, and uh, you, you always can. I mean, basketball and baseball are their sports. Um, you know, they get a lot of support for their, their basketball team. Um, you know, that night we were able to get uh, 28 second-half points and outscore them by seven to uh, win that game. Cole Searing led us with 19. Caden had 14. Bob Ryan had nine. It's like wash, rinse, repeat. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, Kelweet, you know, has traditionally been that type of type of uh, school and program up there where you know they've had good coaches over the years that have you know been able to you know develop their kids you know from year to year to year, and so you know they understand that hey, you know, early on it's you know the kids are young, they're developing yet, you know, but by the time they get to be you know varsity level players, that you know they always are able to put together a solid squad. We then took a couple trips, um, not trips literally, but I mean the two next two games we played were against uh, teams that are near the top of the conference uh, in Regina and Mid-Prairie. Mid-Prairie is always a tough game, but you know with Regina we caught them at a good time. Um, both these games are losses, unfortunately, but you know we played very well against Regina and you know we got them over there the first time 
and you know, you know, they were out to to even the score. And then on top of that, you know, Ashton Cook's a really nice player. Uh, very, very much so. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, once we got them in the first game of the year, you know, they probably had the return game over here at our place kind of circled on their calendar a little bit. They had a little bit different look to their squad. You know, we like we said, we caught them at the right time early in the season um, off a short practice or whatnot. Um, you know, this time around, you know, they're, we knew that they were going to be improved and they were going to have their, their sets and, and their – their program kind of going the, the way they wanted it to go. And, and yeah, I mean, we just kind of tripped up a little bit here on our home floor and, and took a, you know, what I would call a kind of a, a close 13 point loss, you know, 53, 40. Um, and then, yeah, we turn that around with mid Prairie, um, go down there to, to their place. And again, like I said, it's, it's traditionally a, a tough place to play down there, um, going all the way back to the Don Show Walter days. Um, and so, you know, we, we, it's a kind of a mental thing. Like we got to go in, make sure that, you know, we understand that we can play and we can compete with even a, a team like Mid Prairie, who is, you know, near the top of the, the South Division. Bob Ryan had 14, Cody Bowman with 10 against Regina. Um, we'll get into Cody here in a little bit. Um, Mid Prairie, there's just a lit on the bucket, I think, you know, we have any double digit scores, you know, Caleb Kingmaker had five times at six and Cole Searing had six. Um, so yeah, we ended up going to Cascade on the 22nd, which would have been last week. Uh, we got the victory 40 to 33 against the Cougar team, the program. We hadn't tasted victory before against the Cougars. Uh, you know, we we talked early in the season. I know after the Regina game, after we beat them, you know, how that was kind of a, you know, that was a, a long time coming in, in terms of wins. And, and the, getting the win last Friday at the Cascade was another one of those those milestones for, for the kids this season is to say, you know what, now we can – we can have a, a win. We, you know, we got something in the in the win column now against Cascade because yes, they. I mean, very good over the years um, w- with all their coaches. You know, and, and they got a, a new young coach up there that, you know, it's his first year, just just like me. I mean, we got we talked before the game, and and the two of us kind of agreed that you know, this was that this was the year of years to take over a program. You know, with with COVID and everything going on. Um, but again, I, you know, no doubt in my mind, he's going to eventually get that going the way that um, Cascade basketball normally is. You can make an argument that you're getting the Tigers where you want them to be, too, with a win like this. Davis Webb, 10 points to lead us. Bob Ryan with nine. Caleb Shoemaker with six. We talked the last time on the podcast about Shuey. He's just, he's just plugging away, and, you know, he's gotten some three-pointers. Uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, the, it's like, the guards have shown, and then now here the posts have shown. You know, Davis Webb with Cascade last night. Um, we had West Branch here. We uh, West Branch is a very, very good team. We took the loss, fifty-six to thirty-seven. Cody Bowman led us with scoring with eleven. Caden had ten. Davis Webb with eight. And you know where I'm going with this is, you know, it's like the guards had their games to lead, and now the posts and forward are leading, and we're kind of going back and forth. And um, I know maybe. Maybe your job now is to stitch all that together and see what happens. Yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, down the stretch here with with our remaining five games that we got, that we can start to put the guards in the post together in terms of having those solid games at the same time. Um, you know, Cody Bowman and, and Davis Webb both, I mean, coming into the season, um, what – 
they had what we, you know, they, what they lacked was experience, you know, and that's, that's the one thing we can't teach. We can't coach them and practice, you know, how to get experience. They just have to go out and play games. And, you know, I think now you're starting to see that maturation of both of those guys on the floor and, and their production is starting to show it too. And, being more consistent in games and, and they're finding ways to get their shots. Last night, you know, Davis Webb went up against a, you know, a division one football recruit who, you know, had, had, you know, his bicep was just a little bit bigger than Davis's, but he didn't back down. He went right at him in the second half and, you know, he was able to get, I think he had six block shots in the game last night. So, um, you know, that, that's great to see out of Davis, you know, Cascade, he had a really nice night up there as well last Friday. So, again, he's had back-to-back really good games. And, and we've talked about Cody before where he's just kind of been steadily solid all season long. Coach, I think uh, the newspaper, uh, I won't say jinx, but, you know, I ran a picture of Davis this past week. I had a picture of Cole like three weeks ago <laughs> and then uh, Chewy a couple of weeks ago. And it's funny. It's like the next week those guys go off on points. Who do you want this week? Uh, can you just put the whole team in there, Ryan? <laughs> put, the, put the team picture up there. That'd be all right with me. <laughs> we go uh, five left, two on the road, then three to end at home next week. Uh, brackets could be released. The pods are out, and uh, some fun things waiting to talk about next week. Coach, thanks for coming on this morning. Good luck. Go get them. Thanks, Ryan. Go Tigers. Broadcast. We're catching up with West Branch boys basketball coach Jason Kern. Coach, welcome on the broadcast. Thanks for having me. You guys are in town to take on Tipton, a team that you guys have seen already this year. How are things going? Uh, it's been a rough little stretch here for us. We haven't uh, played in about three, three and a half weeks. Had two practices with everybody there here, so might be a little rusty to start, but uh, you know, we're just excited to be back on the court. Uh, the biggest thing we've learned is you can't take the game for granted or, or anything. It's, it's everything's day-to-day. So, like I said, we're just excited to be back here playing a, a game again. You know, coaches always want to have the attention of their players. and I mean, you don't wish for something like this to happen, but also, you know, it's like it, this can set up well. You know, I mean, you guys, like you said, you guys have uh, blessing of, in disguise in the way you guys get to be back here tonight to play in league play. But, you know, you're going to be playing in league play most of the rest of the next two weeks. Yeah, you know, we have a grind here. We got five games the next six days and ten in the next 15. But, you know, hopefully our guys got some uh, fresh legs. They haven't done too much in the past three weeks, but a lot of them uh, had COVID, so we're, we're down for a while. But you know, we're just going to take advantage of the opportunity that we have in front of us. And, and no excuses. Uh, you know, Tipton's a, a young team, and they've gotten better over the, the year. Uh, Coach Buckwald does a great job with them. Uh, so we got to come prepared to play tonight. We're going to get their best game. Some exciting news. You guys are in the rankings. You, you guys have been in the rankings not just today, I mean, for a while now, and in the top five. I mean, that's that's really exciting as a program. I know it's, uh, you, you know, it's a mark of a program that's, you know, you can stay in the right direction, but I would argue that you guys are here and, in, I don't want to say improving, but, you know, you, this isn't a destination. Yep. No, for sure. You know, it's just a number, really, and we tell our kids, you know, everybody's going to give you your best shot. you got a mark on your back now, and uh, 
it's fun being ranked and having some exposure, but like I said, everybody is coming out to get you uh, night in and night out, uh, especially you know, when conference last year, you kind of already have that mark on your back coming into this season. So you know, our guys have told me you can't take a night off in this conference. Uh, you got to come ready to play every single night. What have you thought of the RBC South Division? You know, there's uh, you guys are um, up there and uh, McFray's up there. Um, you know, it's kind of separated at this point. You know, there's some good teams, though, and there's been teams that can give some games. You know, last night, Grant, you look, that was a, maybe not a, what was supposed to happen, you know, but, you know, you, you can't necessarily predict what's in the in the chest of yeah. 17, 18-year-old kids. No, you're exactly right. You know, Grant was 2-12 and 12 or whatever, got a big win last night, and it, it was very young. Uh, teams in the division so as the year goes on these teams are only going to get better uh, with, with more playing time beyond the varsity court uh, like I said earlier you can't take a game off it doesn't matter if the team's 2-12 and 12 or, or 12-0 and 0. Uh, you're going to get everybody's best every night and, and you know especially the second time around everybody's familiar with you and uh, it's, it's who's going to make the adjustments uh, and who's going to play hard is going to end up winning the game Last time when Tiffin came to West Branch, you guys, uh, uh, I, I think we talked, it was it was like a wave. You know, defensively, it just was a wave. They overwhelmed the Tigers. Um, you know, you guys had some good inside play. That was kind of, uh, you know, Simon Palmer and Jeff Bowie had some uh, uh, good play off each other. And, you know, they're two of the top post players in the division, if not the conference. Yeah. No, you, you know, we, we really live off those two guys. And, and we got other guys that contribute as well. So one of them don't have a big night. Someone else is going to step up for us. But, you know, always say defense travels. So we're always going to rely on our defensive ability and, and our energy um, to be south offensively. You know, I haven't played in three weeks. I don't know how we're going to shoot. You don't know how you're going to shoot ever on the road or whatnot. But you can always have the effort there on defense. And hopefully that'll take you along the way. You know, tonight will be, uh, you know, there's been spatterings of crowds at places on the road. But, you know, after Christmas, it's kind of felt for as, as close as it can be normal. You know, crowds are, are a little more in number. And, you know, here in Tipton, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of West Range people here, I would imagine. Um, so it's going to be kind of a... What, uh, a normal in a way. No, well, it'll be nice. Uh, you know, they don't have any uh, limitation on their crowd here, so it'll be nice kind of getting back to that old, although the girls are are not here tonight, so we won't have all those fans, but it'll be nice for the kids because we've been telling them all year, you're going to have to create your own energy. There's not going to be big crowds. You know, everybody gets two tickets per, per player, per coach. So it'll be a little bit different tonight. I think the guys will, will like it a lot more. You look up and February is just around the corner. You guys are here in Tipton. Where are some of the keys to you, for you guys? Yeah, we're going to have to take care of the basketball. Uh, and we can't get down if we're not making shots right away. You know, being off three weeks might be a little rusty, um, especially with limited practices and everything else. We were, we were just shut down totally. Uh, you know, they, they do a great job of playing hard. Uh, you know, we want to put some pressure on them. Uh, we, I think we caused them about 25 turnovers last game. So if we can get some easy buckets off some turnovers uh, early, I think it's going to carry us a long way. we got to play, you know, all four quarters. Uh, you know, last game I think we kind of let up a little bit in the fourth quarter after a big lead, and I think he got to 19 or, or whatever. But we just got to play the whole game, play hard, and uh, don't, don't worry about making or missing a shot.
last uh, time you you guys played Tipton two, and uh, in that first half of the season, you were um, guards. It wasn't a tryout by any stretch, but you you're looking for people to step in and you know take a hold of some roles. Is that still going on, or you know, are you guys excited to show uh, um, you know your guard play? I mean, it's not that you weren't before, but you know they have. Nine, ten games in, so Tipton has to expect a different guard tonight versus back then. No, for sure. You know, our front court, we're very old with Palmer, Bowie, Thomas Gold's been, been here for this is third year on varsity now. You know, with the freshman holding arm and starting point guard, he's got nine games under his belt now. I think he's a little bit more comfortable. Uh, you know, Peyton uh, Miller and Brady Canoop have played a little bit last year at the end of the year, but, you know, there's nothing like actually getting the varsity minutes and getting the game and kind of feeling the flow of play. So I definitely think they're they're better than we were nine games ago. Coach, thanks for coming on the broadcast. Good luck tonight. Go get it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, man. season here we're getting down to the last few weeks of the year how are things going uh, pretty good i think we've been trending in the right direction the last week and a half or so i know we only got one win out of it but we're starting to piece uh, more uh, more consistency together so that's been good you guys have scored some of your highest point totals in games as well so that's helpful i think uh, we're going to talk about some of these games it's been a lot since we talked um you know you guys have had uh, some wins some losses you guys uh, beat Tipton right out of Christmas break by um, 10 points up there, and that was a good way to start Christmas. I mean, start the second half. Yeah, um, I mean, we talked about, you know, uh, obviously the last game before Christmas was against Monticello, and they're about as good as anybody, and we got run off the court. Uh, and we talked about, as we were getting ready for the Tipton game, you know, like this month we have a lot of winnable games. And kind of just talk through them and think, I think if we play to our potential, we could have seven wins this month alone. And we've lost a couple of those games that we talked about, but we've been, we've been competitive with people. Um, like a lot of our games this year, you know, like we're, we're in it at the end. We just, we're starting to, you know, figure out how to, how to be a little more consistent with what we're doing. Um, against Milton the other night, you know, really kind of learned how to hold off and win a game, so that was good. So, you know, hopefully we can pick up a couple more here before it's all said and done. Eight games after the Christmas break. You guys traveled to Bellevue Marquette for a non-conference game a little over a week ago, um, the 21st. They got you over there, but, you know, you got um, every every quarter you guys had double-digit points, and sometimes that hasn't happened up to this point. And, you know, even – getting that offense going has to be pretty exciting too. Yeah, I mean, offensively that night it wasn't really a big issue. Um, 
Second quarter especially, we just let the game get away from us. And I think we're down either 14 or 16 at one point. And just our defensive intensity wasn't good enough. Um, they've got a kid, Carson Mickles, who's, I think, like the third or fourth leading scorer in the state. And he ended up putting 40 on us. And I wouldn't say it was like a bad defensive effort by Nolan that night. Like, we had him guarding him. Um, he had a lot of tough turnaround jump shots. Um, and then just got a couple of them where we uh, just didn't back box out. And he was just the hardest working kid on the floor and was able to get some putbacks. But, you know, as the game went along, we really wore him down. We clawed back. I think it was a 53-53 game with two minutes left. And we ended up going, had a defensive breakdown, fouled him in the act of shooting. He hits the free throws. We didn't score. And then it was a free throw shooting contest for them the rest of the way. You know, but that was a game, again, we very easily could have won. Um just if our defensive intensity had been a little bit better in the first half, I think we would have come out of there with a win. Garrett Hollenbeck had 17 points uh, in that game, 5 of 7 from the free throw line. Nolan DeLong, 16. Kobe Polson, 7. You know, Garrett had a double-double that night. You know, he had 13 rebounds. And, you know, he's a kid that, you know, when I saw at the beginning of the season, I was like, you know, that may be the player. You know, you guys have, you know, you have no one who's athletic. You have some guards that can shoot. And this kid, I, I don't know, he, he stuck out to me early in the season. Yeah, it was, it was really nice uh, to see Garrett kind of figuring some stuff out. And over the last couple of games, he really kind of has. You know, against Northeast, I think he only ended up with two points. But he was doing a good job of creating for people and making the right plays. Just the shots weren't going. Uh, against Marquette, you know, really took the challenge there. Um, and, again, 17 points, um, did a lot of stuff for us and was able to get to his spots and, and really was doing a nice job there. And then uh, against Wilton the other night, kind of the same thing, kind of a lackluster first half from him. He hits a three, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little later. But then uh, a big second half, I think 12 or 14 points in the second half alone. Um, and, you know, again, just so I think he's figuring it out on that end of the court a little bit more, which is good to see because we absolutely need him to be our first or second scorer. After the Marquette game, 24 hours later, you uh, played Northeast, and you guys took that uh, Rebel team. You know, they're 8-4 and four and kind of fighting for table scraps for the North with Comanche and Monticello, but they're not a bad team in their own right. Yeah, I, I thought Northeast was about as good defensively as anybody we've played. They put a, a real tough one-two-two in the half court, and uh, um, scoring was at a premium again. We had looks; we just could not hit a three to save our lives, and missed a handful of bunnies, which again, kind of the story of our season. But uh, you know, I'm sure part of it was a little bit of lip service. But I was talking to Travis Eversmeyer, their old head coach, after the game, and he said we moved the ball about as well against them as anybody has, which was nice to hear. And I thought we actually did a really good job, especially in the second half of the ball movement. Um, you know, and I think it was a five point game with about two minutes left. So again, we were right there. We just you know, couldn't score. But defensively, I thought we were really, really good that night um, to be able to hold them in the low 40s. Uh, and again, a couple of it was free throws at the end of the game. We were really happy with that effort. Yeah, Kate Hughes led them in scoring with 12. And, you know, Coach, he's had some 20-point-plus games this year. And, and that's really good defensive just on him. You know, Judd Swanton's been around the conference. Uh, he's a senior, 10 points, 7 rebounds. Uh, kind of know what you get with him. And 
don't know, Kobe Polson, Nolan DeLong, 9-8 and eight to lead you guys. Garrett had eight rebounds, as did, as did Kobe, and uh, that's Northeast. You guys played Wilton last night in a makeup game. Um, you know, it's been interesting to see both your seasons, how they've been going, and you guys each now have won on each on, the, on your home floor. After you guys won 69 to 68 last night, um, that's 66. Don't shortchange us. What, 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 what did I say? 69 66. We won by three. I thought that's what I said. Oh, you said 69 68. I thought you were shortchanging oh. a little bit. Why? Well, I'm sorry. So and our defensive average is there. <laughs> But it's a good win nonetheless. You know, you guys get in there. You guys have um, another game coming up here soon with Regina. And it's one of those, you know, we have Regina, West Liberty, Tipton, Cali, West Branch, Mid Prairie. And this is the stretch that gets you gets you fired up into the postseason. And you guys had a good start to that. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought we came out, played a really good first quarter, really jumped on them right away from the get-go. Second quarter, kind of like the first time we played them, we just had a wall. And uh, I don't know what happened. I mean, I do know what happened. Uh, we just started turning the ball over like crazy in the second quarter. And it wasn't that they were pressing us or anything. We were just making really bad decisions. And, you know, we're, we're throwing it right to guys. We're not having any movement. Jackson Hole for them probably had seven or eight steals. And it, it, it was something that we haven't been doing a lot lately. Like, we haven't had those types of turnovers in a long time. We've been much much better with the basketball lately. So it was really kind of surprising. And all of a sudden, I get a bunch of easy runouts. We end up down eight points, um, you know, 15 seconds left in the quarter. So they come down. Uh, they got the ball. They hit a three with maybe about five, six seconds left on the clock. Stretched it to 11. Uh, we inbound and Garrett Hollenbeck hit a three from our side of the court from the three-point line. So, you know, a good 60-foot heave. Um, and we got it down to eight at halftime. But I think that was kind of the play of the game because they were really rolling there. And just to get a little bit of something, come, you know, feeling good going into the second half really helped out. Um and then, surprisingly, you know, the first minute and a half of the second half, again, we just bad turnover, bad turnover, bad turnover. We threw up a set play that should have got us a layup, and one of our guys dribbled it off his foot the first play of the second half. But luckily, we were able to recover after about a minute and a half, really chipped away at it, um, ended up with the lead after the third quarter, um, and then did a nice job hitting free throws down the stretch and we were able to seal it. So, you guys led 13-8 after the first quarter. They had 29 points in the second quarter you were talking about. You guys had an 18-9 run in the third quarter, and then outscored them by two in the highest-scoring fourth quarter I've seen for a while. You know, 22-20 on that. Caden Kirkman with 24-10 and 10 to lead Wilton Nolan along 26 points, 3-of-3 three three from the three-point line. That's pretty good for Nolan. Been- yeah, I mean, it, it was huge for us. We got Kirkman in foul trouble. He picked up his – I mean, we had a lot of guys on both sides in foul trouble there. Uh, Nolan picked up his third foul right before the end of the first half. Kirkman picked up his third foul with under 30 seconds left in the first half, I think. Uh, we were able to pick up his fourth foul at some point in the third quarter. He sat for a while um, and then uh, fouled him out right at the end of the game. 
you know, just some huge stuff. And, uh, you know, Keegan, Garrett, um, those guys did a really excellent job. I think Drake took a charge on him, but Keegan and Garrett got him into foul trouble early with some stuff, um, just being aggressive. I and mean, we knew he blocked shots, but just taking it at him and taking it at him and making him have to defend. And uh, we were able to get him off the court. And obviously that's huge. Once they lose him, you know, there's a bit of a drop-off for the team. Coach, you guys uh, have a few games coming up here. We'll look forward to talking about those next week. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Good luck. Go again. Thanks, Ryan. Welcome back to the Coach's Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Nottoway Valley girls basketball coach Brian Eisbach. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Good to be with you. It's been a while since we've talked, so we're not going to break down every single game that we have had. However, the main uh, numbers that are needed are you guys are undefeated still, 17-0. and 0. You guys have a busy week this week. How are things going? 17-0, and 11-0 uh, in the conference. Things are going well. We... Uh, like many teams with COVID and uh, weather with postponements and, and, and reschedules and stuff, we've, uh, we will end our season, regular season, Friday night with seven games in nine days. Uh, I guess that's your standard NBA scheduling. But uh, things are going well. Uh, kids are having fun. Obviously, a big part of that is the winning. But, you know, we were able to celebrate our senior night in person uh, Thursday evening. Um which was great, or excuse me, Friday, Friday evening, which was great because, uh, you know, we didn't know what that was going to look like. And a lot of, a lot of schools, including us kind of considered maybe doing that early in the season, just to make sure you got it in like they did with fall sports. And we kind of decided to, to just wait till later on in the season. And so we, uh, had a really good turnout. A lot of, a lot of people in our community came out to celebrate our three seniors who, who obviously mean a lot, a great deal to me personally and to my family, but to our program. And, I uh, was able to get a win over Southeast Warren, a, a conference opponent. And uh, then last night went to Earlham and, and took care of business there and won by 32. And had a brief practice today to kind of discuss the week and, and powwow on what our plans are uh, between now and Friday. And looking forward to taking on uh, ACGC tomorrow night at home. You guys are getting ready for um, the last stages of the regular season. And we talked earlier about, you know, postseason plans are going to be made likely this week, maybe early in the week. And, you know, it's it's a, a new – it's like the second phase of the season. And you, I'm sure you guys have goals um, for each part of the season. I don't know if you break it up any further than that. But, you know, you guys have um, – are getting close to a big one. You're closing in on a Pride of Iowa Conference Championships outright this year. You were co-champs last year, but this would be the, the outright one. Yes, it would. It would. Uh, last year we tied with Mount Air. I know we've discussed that a few times, but uh, last year they beat us on our home floor, and then we went down there. Um, same same type of or same, I guess, setup as far as the season and scheduling goes. And so they come here Tuesday night, and if we're able to beat them, uh, we would have an outright uh, Lennox. Uh, Lennox and Mount Air have each beat each other once, and we see Lennox on Friday night. Uh, we got them here a couple weeks ago, and. The kids are excited about that, of course. Um, we're in a little bit different position this year uh, in that 
uh, you know, being undefeated, that's the first time in school history that, that we're aware of that we've started a season 17 or no. And, um, you know, just really talking a lot with the kids, not only about the POI, but, you know, trying to keep us grounded. I mean, it's, it's not like we've played Dyke New Hartford every week, you know, and, and, uh, but the kids are, the kids are working hard. We really try to focus. We say it all the time, but it's true. We try to work on getting better at all the little things every day. And, and, uh, obviously games right now are, are a lot more, uh, plentiful or bountiful than, uh, than practices. So we're trying to do some things during games and, and, and really we'll probably, uh, take some time off after this week and, and kind of retool and, and, uh, kind of once we see what the regionals look like and, and start working on some different things, maybe some different plays and, and, uh, sets, but. Right now, it's one game at a time. <clears throat> so now we work on ECGC for tomorrow night, and then uh, we'll look at Mountaineer after that. Coach, let's talk about a few of these last games here. You have two opponents that you met for the only meeting of this uh, season, regular season, uh, a team that you uh, played the second time and then a non-conference foe um, yesterday. You guys had East Union um, on January 23rd. You guys were able to win that 84-35. to 35. And one of the things I thought that stuck out was you guys held their leading scores down um, to not really close to what their season average was. I mean, when you can do that, that's pretty important. It is. We took our starters out, I think, with a minute to go in the third. We were up 73 to 20. And that was uh, that was a, a Friday night, Saturday night, both on the road. We got home late the night before after uh, beating Central Decatur. So trying to get our, our starters some rest and Anytime you can have, uh, you know, a lot of your your last five or six kids off the bench get almost a full quarter against their starters, and, and she put up some extra. That's slack. It's like their leading score. She uh, she had some. She probably scored more in the fourth than she did the whole game. But it was nice to see her, a lot of those kids that played JV for us, uh, who had played the night before and, and and did not play that well, really bounce back. And so it was kind of like getting two wins. I mean, we had the win. Obviously, the conference went on the road, but. We also were able to uh, get some significant minutes for some of our younger kids, and, and they, they did a really good job. You guys had a little couple of days off. You guys hosted Bedford. That was a team you guys beat 64-29 on December 15th. Um, you know, Bedford hasn't won in this calendar year. Now, that's not saying a whole lot because it's just the end of January, but, you know, they've they played some games here this month and haven't picked up victory. Um it was close in the first half. You know, you guys had yeah, a seven-point seven lead at half, 39-32. And, you know, they got to the free-throw line quite a bit. Yeah, and they made their free-throws. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – we were supposed to play on Tuesday night, and we took Sunday off because we had a little night Friday night, game Saturday night, and uh, some weather and stuff. And so we decided to give, give the kids Sunday off. And Monday, we had snow, and so no school. We weren't able to practice. Tuesday, same thing. The game got postponed Thursday, so we literally had an hour and a half practice Wednesday morning and then knew we were going to have games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I'm not making excuses, and neither would our kids, but, um, you know, that sitting sitting around for three days and, and not getting in to shoot or handle a ball, uh, and it showed. Um, but at the same time, Bedford was in the same position as us. They just they came in fire, and they, they shot really well from three, and, uh, we didn't move our feet well enough in the first half on defense, and I'm not sure. I don't have stats in front of me. I, I'm not sure how many points of their 58 were from the free throw line, but I'd be willing to bet at least 20 of them were. And, uh, but we did. We came out in the third and fourth quarter and, and kind of you know hammered down and, and did us and and uh, bounced back pretty well. And it was kind of the same thing Friday night with uh, Southeast Warren. We kind of had a slow start. You know, the running joke amongst 
our players, parents, and fans is, you know, the cardiac kids in the first half come back in the second half, and I'm finally able to stop stroking out and worrying. But um, definitely, you, uh... you know, we talk about, you and I have talked about, um, you know, peaking at the right time. We still don't feel like we've put a full game together yet. And if you look at our scores, you know, we've got some significant, you know, point differentials. But we know as a squad and as a program that, you know, it's only going to get harder from here on out, especially after this week uh, comes to a conclusion and you start to see the postseason. Kids just want you to, come out. The kids just want you to practice your halftime adjustments, Coach. <laughs> that's part of it. You know, and that's the thing that's really special about I, I always say, you know, in all of our social media posts that this group is special. You know, there's always that trade-off between how much how much yelling do you do, how how mad do you get. Um, you know, this group of kids, we, Amy and I always, you know, meet like a lot of coaches do outside the locker room before we go in. Uh, you know, and, and discuss what we need to address, what we don't need to address, uh, what we need to change, what we don't need to change. You know, we walk into the locker room on one of those nights where things haven't gone the, the greatest in the first half, and we have our seniors and others that are, you know, very calm, talking through what they've done wrong, what they need to do better. And half the time, you know, it, <laughs> half the time there's really not a whole lot to say. Um, do us, you know, just get back to doing the basics, do, do what makes us go. And, and, uh, we've been able to do that so far. We just know that, you know, we talk about it all the time, but you know, when we get into the postseason, you start seeing better competition. Those mistakes have to be fewer and farther between because you'll pay for them if they're not. You guys are up 13 after the third quarter, 48. You guys took the victory 84, 58, Max Devault 40 points in the game, setting a single game scoring uh, mark for a single game, and I believe she went over a thousand points, or maybe it was that the next game. Yep, she did. She did. She went over a thousand points, sixty-one games in her career. Uh, very rarely do you find a kid that you know she plays all sports. Um, she's a very good softball player, volleyball player. She's she's good at track. Um, she has a basketball in her hand the majority of the year, and she's always shooting. And you know, it's just a testament to her hard work and. And a testament to her teammates that, you know, obviously get her the ball, but that, you know, all celebrated together on the floor after the game. And, uh, very, very, very cool accomplishment for Maddox, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, everybody I think was pretty relieved to get it out of the way um, because, you know, we have we have work to do and, and she'll obviously keep adding to that yet this year and she still has a full year ahead of her. Lexi Shike had 12, you had two others with eight and another with six, so... Almost getting five and double figures is pretty good, too. You know, you can't key on anybody. And watching your games, you know, even with Max getting 40, it didn't seem like, you know. She was the only one shooting, right. Right. You're not putting her out there and saying, hey, let's get you 40 points, and then everyone else can score. We have probably eight to ten go-to sets, um, plays, quick hitters uh, that we rehearse and, and practice a lot in practice. We've not had to, we've not been in a position uh, yet this year where we've had to utilize one of those in a game, um, which you know we feel like gives us you know, kind of at a competitive advantage going into the postseason. I think that, that makes us a little harder to scout. Um, but absolutely, having you know, and Lindsey Davis as a freshman is is uh, shooting threes at a very good clip. She's averaging fourteen or fifteen points a game. You've got Lexi Shike who. And Karen Bond, who's really starting to get more confident in her shot, um, we've always known she could do it. She's just finally agreeing and, and putting it up. And we feel like at any given time, we have five kids on the floor that are a threat, and that's fine if you want to try to face guard Maddox. Um, 
she's in great shape. She'll, she'll find a way. Lindsay, the same thing. Um, but we feel like, you know, if, 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 uh, they want to try to take some away, take away some of our weapons, you know, who are you going to guard? You know, and, and very rarely do you find a team that has five kids on the floor that play stellar defense. That's just a fact. So we'll continue to, uh, to move the ball around. And that's something that we talked about actually today at our practice is we're getting to a point in the season where making an extra pass a lot of the time will set, set you apart from, from other teams. So, uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, Lexi, the night before at East Union, before, uh, last Saturday, she had 22 rebounds in the game. That was a school record for rebounds in a single game. And she finally got the monkey off her back because she had had two games of 21 rebounds each this year. And, you know, she thought for sure she broke the record. And, and these kids, that's the cool thing about these kids. They don't care about the record. I mean, they care, you know, their parents care, their friends and family care. We care. But at the end of the day, they'd rather get a trip to state than, than break records at school. Kennedy, we have a 26 for Bedford. You guys, you kind of read my mind where I was going next. Corinne Bonds, she had back-to-back double-digit games, um, you know, in the post. And, you know, she had a matchup with Earlham. We'll talk about it here in a second. But, you know, you guys had Southeast Warren, a team that um, you guys kind of handled, 75-42. Earlham, 73-41. Um, you know, Corinne had 10 and 17 in those two games. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Earlham game yesterday, there was a gal that, uh, uh, the Boyle gal, I think. No, Kara mm-hmm. uh, Hohertz, or however you yeah. say that, um, was matched up against her. And it looked like uh, they kind of battled sometimes. They did. And, you know, that's, Corinne's worked really, really hard on her defense. Um you know, whether, whether it's inconsistency uh, with fouls that are called here and there, you know, sometimes, you know, we feel like she's straight up and we really worked on keeping her hands or wrists bent back um, just so that she doesn't get those little, you know, ticky-tack fouls, which sometimes it looks like a foul from the, the certain angle. But in all hearts, she, she's a good shooter. She's good inside. She's really good to the right. Um, she finishes. And, and we kind of felt like in the first half we gave up too much to her. We gave her some, some open looks at three and, and uh, we made some adjustments at halftime and the kids came out, closed out a lot harder in the second half and, and boxed out. And, and that's the thing, you know, like if we continue to do the little things and box out, you know, we feel like if we can get out and run and transition, that's, that's our strong suit. And, and that's where we kind of utilize all those different weapons we just talked about. Three seniors on uh, senior night, I believe a Southeast Warren night as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Krim being one of those, Lexi Scheich, the other one. We haven't said anything about Macy Coons yet, Coach. <laughs> yeah, Macy Coons actually is one assist away um, in her career to uh, be the all-time leading um, leading in assists at Ottawa Valley. And Lexi Scheich is hot on the trail. I think she's third maybe, second or, th- or third behind Macy. So that'll be a fun competition between the two of them over the next couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, Macy, Macy is – you know, we've said it before, she's muscle and hair. And the funny thing about Macy is, you know, and I was joking about it with her today practice, she's going to Simpson to play soccer. She is a soccer player. She loves soccer. Um, she, she eats, breathes, and sleeps soccer. She has so much excitement, um, and she goes so hard. You know, like, and we talked earlier in the season, you and I have about, you know, she's kind of, she's kind of our emotional leader. I mean, it's contagious. You know, she's... We, we played at Central Decatur a couple weeks ago, and Macy was in foul trouble, which she's done a really good job of kind of honing that in and, and uh, keeping her hands off. But Taryn Gettler, we're in our press. It's right in front of the scores table. Taryn Gettler beats the man on the sideline, takes a charge, 
And up until that point, we were starting to kind of put it together going on our second half run. Macy's on the bench next to me. I literally have to grab her jersey. She is running out onto the floor to help Taryn up. And like, Macy, you're going to get teed up. Like, you can't be on the floor. You're on the bench. And that's just the type of excitement she has, the excitement that she brings. And her team feeds off. We feed, the coach, we feed off of that. Um, it's contagious. And that's definitely one of those things where, you know, she's, she's done a, she's done a much better job these last few weeks handling pressure. Um, you know, making smarter passes. She had a career high at Southeast, excuse me, Southwest Valley. I think she had 18 a couple weeks ago. Uh, she was one for one from three last night. You know, she's one of those kids where she holds your follow through. It's, it's probably going in. Um, but she's so quick. She's so, she kind of reminds me of Barry Sanders, that low, uh, center of gravity and she just goes. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of excitement, um, you know, we need and, and need to keep going. But yeah, that's, she's our third senior and, I won't talk too much about next year, but it is going to be really hard to replace those three, not just because of their stat lines, but because of the type of type of kids that they are, type of people that they are. One of the things I've noticed in the last four games a little bit too, it looks, and maybe a little, I haven't looked too deep into the rest of the games you guys have played, but you know, it looks like the teams you're playing are are young too. Does that help or hurt you guys as you look? I mean, this is kind of a off the topic question, I guess. We, we don't have to spend much time on that, but you know, like. Um, I I don't know what that means. I mean, because you guys have some young gals too. You have some people coming up. Does that matter? I think it matters. I mean, three years ago, uh, Central Decatur, uh, who's in our conference, I think their senior class went like, I'm going to be wrong on this, but they were like 95-5 in four years. Um, their only loss is coming at the state tournament. Martinsdale St. Mary's, uh, we, we beat them in overtime last year. They beat us on a buzzer beater the year before. They had three stud guards that were just a pain in the butt to try to score or try to stop score from scoring. And Mount Air had Sam Stewart. They were, um, so I, I think overall our conference is very young. Um, that does, I, you know, and people want to say it's down. It's, it might be down a little bit, but, um, that's something we talk to our kids a lot about is, you know, they, we, we're, we're balanced. I mean, three seniors, five juniors, only one sophomore, but seven freshmen. And we've got a lot of eighth graders that'll go out next year too. So it's one of those things where we still make, we're still making mistakes against these younger teams. And that's something these, our kids understand that, you know, we're going to have to continue to improve on. And, um, but I, I, you know, I think yeah, I've had a couple of coaches, uh, make comments to me about how the, the, the conference isn't really helping us this year, but um, you know we'll continue to to try to beef up our schedule with non-conference uh, tough, you know, tougher non-conference opponents over the next couple of years, hopefully. And and uh, you you can only do so much, you can only control so much. And I mean, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, um, I feel like we're getting better every day, and and you know we've obviously got to take care of business this week and. And see what happens after that. I was going to say, you can only play who's on your schedule. You know, you can't, you can't. That's all you can do. So, you know, one of those yeah. conference games coming up here next is ACGC for listeners back here in the Eastern side. That's uh, Adair Casey Guthrie Center, which is fairly, it's the county right above Adair County. And, you know, Adair it Casey is. is part of, you know, that northern county line ish area, right, coach? Yeah, that is right. And, their coach actually is an Ottawa Valley graduate. Um, 
he, uh, I, I've told you, I, I played on the scout team for two years at Iowa State with Coach Finley. Brad Bowder is their coach. He actually uh, did that as well. He's much younger than I am, of course. But <laughs> his team, his, you know, I got to watch him play in high school. We moved to Greenfield in 2010, and uh, I got to watch him play. In fact, that's back when I still played before the wheels fell off, and I uh, got to play against him. And, and one thing about his team is they, they really do take on his personality. He's one of those kids as a guard, really tough-nosed, really smart, understands the game. His team is really good at feeding the post. They've got a couple post players that can bang and, and can finish, and they've got some, some guards that can hit. So it's going to be a challenge for us. Uh, kids are pretty excited. It's the first time that we've picked them up on our schedule, and, and that's cool because it's, it is it is could turn into a pretty cool rivalry. I mean, we're literally a half hour away from each other. They're in a different conference than us, but they're also 2A, and um, our kids know their kids. You know, our kids – plays other sports with and against their kids and anytime you have that type of a an atmosphere it kind of builds i think excitement it'll be a big crowd even though it's a monday night that's that's cool for our kids and for their kids so yeah we'll uh we'll see what happens but um definitely uh they've had some really close losses to good teams and they've had some big big wins against lesser teams and um i guess we'll see what happens Another non-conference uh, this week will be against Red Oak at home. You know, you have two conference games out there against the second and third place team in the conference, uh, Mount Air and Lennox, two teams you guys have beaten. Um, however, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, uh, you know, Nottoway Valley last year, you know, the, these are games that are, that, that are the, um, you know, rivals pretty much, I would say. Oh, yeah. Fair to say. Coach? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, uh, Lennox actually beat Mount Air, I think, last week uh, for the first time since, I don't know, it's been several years. Uh, Mount Air's been really, really tough, and Lennox is playing with a lot of confidence. They're now ranked in 1A. I think they're 12th. I could be wrong on that. Um, and, you know, that's the thing, like, we, you know, we really try to stress to our kids is not to not to look ahead. And you know, the regional brackets will come out, and we'll talk about it, and we'll look at it, and we'll start to, you know, coaches will start pulling film and, and putting scouting reports together, what if scenarios, but we can't look past uh, anybody this week, and, and especially those two conference games that mean a lot, because you know, although it was cool to share the conference uh, championship last year with Mount Air, we'd obviously like to, to have that outright, and, and it's it's within our grasp. We just got to do it. Coach, thanks for coming on this afternoon. Appreciate it. We'll look forward to talking about uh, all those games, knock on wood, weather permitting. Uh, That's right. You never know what 20... 21 season but hopefully you get them all in and hopefully there's uh, some good i mean there'll be some good things to talk about i apologize there um so thanks good luck go again thanks sir appreciate your coverage thank you for listening to the coach's corner podcast you can find the podcast on itunes or follow the link posted on the tipton conservative sports facebook page have a great holiday weekend everybody and until next time we'll see you at the game